When do you air this? Um, I want to try to keep the editing down. It normally takes me two days to edit because there's a lot of uhs and ums. When you're on the phone with somebody, it's not as easy. Like, this is the first podcast I've done in a long time. Well, I did the one with Karen, but with somebody else... Um, I've been wanting to do this with, with you for a long time because I want to talk to a painter. You, I think you have a, um, you have a very different um, a very different vantage point. You're in the same industry I'm in. I mean, you, you're a motorcycle guy. I mean, that, that's been your whole life. You're, you're kind of just like me, like BMX. Yeah. And then I didn't do, I didn't do a lot. Of, I didn't do motocross like you did motocross. I didn't do BMX like you did either. I was a flatland guy. But um, you're in the same industry I'm in. I'm in and... Uh, I guess I, I was thinking about it earlier. Like, um, I met you. Um, we started. You came into my shop like eight years ago, like at this time of the year too. Yeah, because uh, I had through Eric. I think we met down there. So that was have been in. No, you did an article on him, and then uh, I met you down there when you had the Sportster. Yeah, I'm trying to think when I bought that Sportster because that would have been because um, you painted the my numbers. Yeah. You painted my numbers, and you're like, "Hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm a painter. Yeah. I want to do something. You know, I'd like to paint for you." And at the time, I don't. I think you'd only painted one or two motorcycles at that time, right? If that, I, if I did, uh, I don't even think I did the Triumph for Eric yet. Oh yeah, I did because I was at the other, the first little shop, and then I had the shop across the street. I Well, I can remember going to. Um, you had a shop down the street from Eric off of Creative. Yeah. Was that it the little bigger shop. one or the little one? No, the little one that had like, you walked in and you were like in like a creepy, like, yeah. Like a, there, there was, was a like couch. All, there was fucking homeless people living in the one two doors down from me. Like it was a bedroom. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's where I painted. I painted Mace's frame there too. I'm trying to think of what you were doing because I came over with Eric. I didn't know anybody. I moved down here. I didn't know shit. Yeah. I, I did your side covers after that at the house I was going to say you did you did your you did my side covers of the house I remember that that's so funny dude so I can you know I remember the first bike you did for me do you remember the first bike you did for me the green one yeah Yeah, dude I found the pictures of that the other day Willie G skulls on the side that was actually a really good paint job you did a fantastic fucking job all green flake yeah, so w- w- let's just back up. So um, I'm talking with one of my best friends, Danny Anoni. He's uh, he's 53 graphics with an X on Instagram, and um, let's start there because you. So you decided you grew up in you're, you're from New York originally. You grew up in Lakeland, Florida. Yep. Right. Um, tell us. Tell me. Tell me, because I actually have, I've heard bits and pieces of the story, but you've never like started with the story. So you learned how to paint from, if I remember, let me tell the story the way I remember it and All then right. you correct me. Yeah. So your dad passed away when you were like eight. Five. 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 Yeah. Okay. But you, did you live in New York when your dad passed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So your, your mom remarried. Yep. And then y'all moved down here, right? Yeah. I was about eight when I moved down here. Okay, so eight. I knew that eight was like yeah. a number. And then you went to Jordan. Yeah, eight, eight's definitely a number. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I know eight's a number, but I mean, that was a number that stuck in my head for some reason. You went to George Jenkins High School, right? Yep. That's where my daughters went. And then um, you got out of high school and you fucking, what were you doing when you got out of high school? I know you were like. You're, I, was, I was a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do shit. Um you ended up painting, though, but and you went I, back to New York to learn how to yeah, paint. That's I, the part that... I used to go to New York when I was little because um, I fucking hated it here. 
So every summer I'd go up there and stay with my grandparents and I would, I guess they didn't want me either because I would always end up at a body shop or one of my cousins had a glass shop and that's where I met Justin. I was like nine years old. and Justin Barnes? Yeah, this cat used to take me bowling and shit. And uh, right before high school got out, I seen him on TV doing Orange County Chopper stuff and I was like, fuck it, I'm moving to New York. So I loaded up everything, went and told my mom. I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And uh, I went up there. And Didn't you have like a giant monster truck at that time? I had a big ass Jeep. A Jeep. So I drove this fucking Jeep back and forth in New York like three times. Really? Oh, it's the most miserable ride in the world, but I was like 18, so I didn't give a shit. Right. It's like driving a cardboard box down the highway. <laughs> so I went up there and it was like, him and my cousin had been lifetime friends, raced motocross together, and like Justin worked at his dad's glass shop. And that's where I met him. And uh, I had just shown up there one day. Knew my cousin was hanging out with him. And he was throwing together some bikes and doing some fab work. So I just went and knocked on the door at the shop on Little Britain Road. It's like in the hood in Newburgh. Like the hood. And I'm just out there knocking on the door. Was your family from Newburgh? Yeah. That's kind of ironic. Newburgh, Montgomery area, like Hudson Valley. So there's like the shithole and then there's like nice areas around it kind of like anywhere um but i went down there and uh just knocked on the door and justin answered the door and i was like yo is my cousin mickey here it took him a good like two weeks and we're just sitting around one night and uh he's like man you used to come up here and go to the fucking glass shop all summer so that was like the conversation that night and then so it took him two weeks to realize that he fucking knew who you were yeah pretty much (laughs) And uh, I had been down there, like, hanging out every night. Like, I didn't have nowhere else to go. I'd work for my brother during the day, and then I'd go there. It was, like, the only place I had. And uh, just watched, like, the tail end, last couple things of the Orange County Chopper shit get out of there. And then it was just a bunch of random bikes, and I watched and learned. And uh, Justin offered me, like, if I wanted to help out down there a little bit. So I couldn't turn that down. Dude, every time you do that, it's like this. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I fucking put my hands in my pockets. No. Never. So, uh, yeah, I would hang out down there every night. And, I mean, till like, 3 in the morning. And then my brother would come pick me up in the morning from my grandmother's house. And I would just sleep in the truck. Because I wouldn't get home till 3 or 4 in the morning and be up at 5.30 to go to work with him and run a fucking excavator. Half was your brother runs, like, a, a, yeah, a, a, a groundskeeping company, right? Yeah, a big construction company and does everything from just simple landscape shit to big union jobs. So uh, I got a little background in that, too. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I know how to destroy shit. Yeah, right. Um, so he, uh, I eventually just quit working with my brother and just hung out there every day. And there just came a time where I came back home but the whole time I was up there it was like probably the best besides now but like the most fun part of my coming out of adolescence and out of high school like I went up there and winter time we were doing circle track races with pit bikes in the out in the parking lot and just trying to hurt each other <laughs> right pulling snowboards with four wheelers and there was pocket bikes and all kinds of shit we How much older than you is Justin? He's uh, 10 years older than me. Same age as you. Okay. So he, uh, I mean, we had a fucking wood, it was the shittiest shop, like right in the middle of the hood. <laughs> and uh, it, like PPG had come in and set him up when he did the Orange County Chopper stuff. So it was like a bunch of legit body shop shit in this shithole. I mean, there was just drywalled off 
rooms. You've always put a lot of stock into that. It's something I've noticed that you do is that, um, I mean, aside from uh, your first your first shop that I went to, that was kind of, it was a little hood. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't in the hood, but it was a little well, hood. You like keep inside. it real, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you keep that feel going. And I still try to do that. Right. But you've, I mean, you've had, um, when, so... I guess I, I guess we're. I'm trying to think of the the timeline because I met you in 2010. I want to say. Oh, I came back here and I didn't do shit for a long time. Like, like I, when I met you, I don't think you were doing a whole lot. No, I, it was just uh, I came back here and completely fucked up some people's bikes, like painting them, and uh, it was just learning. Um, and then I just it kind of fell off. I needed a real job. I needed to make some money. I met. The chick I was married to, which Rain. <laughs> heaven forbid. Um, <laughs> so uh, dominus ominous. Yeah, I just needed, I needed some fucking cash, and uh, I, I went back to like fucking landscaping and mowing grass, and always wanted to paint. Like that's what I wanted to do, and uh, I ended up doing a truck for a guy I know, Gary Ray. Um, wanted to build this drag truck diesel drag truck and right. I, I painted that up it got featured in uh diesel world magazine i forget what year i think it was like oh nine was it nine it had no it had to be sooner later than that probably 11 but uh anyways i did that for him and when i got paid on that truck i sold my truck my trailer the tractor i had bought i sold everything and just put the money into putting a shop together and uh just slummed it again just whatever i could do to get by and make some shit eric tossed me a bone with that uh that first triumph i did for him the that's the one that that dude had done that was a nice bike is that the one with the gold tank with like the mexican blanket yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. deal like all uh like rainbow colored like right. uh it's like a 70 something right single like the oil and frame hardtail drop seat but uh i did that for uh <laughs> willie's show that year and that was when they used to do the Limp Nicky lot. Like, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was cool. The Limp Nicky lot was rad. Yeah, that was when I really, I was like, man, this is awesome. And then the next time I went back to Daytona six months later, it was nothing. Uh, so, okay, so so you had, you're talking about, to put a timeline to this, I went to, I did the Limp Nicky lot in 2008. Yeah, I wasn't around. So man. it was, here, check it out. So I can't even, I can't even tell the story, like, in its entirety but we rented a condo in um in the the boardwalk or beach walk or beachfront right. what's what's right there on a1a and main street there is the there's the biggest hotel that's right there that's got the walk the walk across a, the, the thing that goes the crosswalk that goes yeah, over the a1a the, the nice bridge yes that goes right off main so we we got a condo up there like a big one bedroom condo it was me paul from bare knuckle Darren Williams from Liquid Illusions, uh, Evan from my business partner, Evan from JR Cycle Works, who now owns uh, Plymouth Cycle and Speed, his girl Trish, who at the time was the art director for Baker, me, and then this dude named Randy. That uh, I can dude, tell by the look on your face, dude, Randy was a funny cat. Let me tell you this <laughs> fucking story. So, so Randy was like, I want to say he was my dad's age, right? All right. So Randy was a custom painter. In the inside of houses. 
All right. So when we met, so like a mural guy, it uh, faux finishes was was his All thing. Right. But I, you want to hear a funny fucking story? So he, could throw two, some, he could throw some bricks down. Yes, right. there is two fucking stories that are hilarious. So there's a dude who got busted in Bright, Brighton, Michigan, for doing a Ponzi scheme for like hundreds of millions of dollars. And this dude was building the biggest house in Brighton, and he hired Randy paint the inside of his house mm-hmm. and when that dude got busted it was on like 2020 and abc world news and all this shit and randy told me he's like yeah he goes i knew there was a problem he goes when i was when i was doing faux finishes and murals on the inside of the closets and the spare bedrooms of his house for five thousand dollars <laughs> he goes i knew this dude was doing some shady shit yeah, he had to get rid of some money for yeah sure. so so randy the cool thing about randy was we had a tattoo studio in our shop and that's how we met Randy. We always rented out. Evan and I always had a tattoo studio that we rented out to somebody. And for years, we rented it out to a dude named Victor Locke, who did a bunch of the, the, all my early work. And then later on, Trish came in, who Evan ended up marrying. Now she owns my little needle tattoo. Nicest tattoo studio I've ever been in. Yeah. Ever, dude. Hands down. I've been in, in, I've been in High Voltage in Hollywood. I've been in Carrie's Place in, uh, in Orlando, which is a super nice place. This place in Plymouth, Michigan, dude, is the fucking, the raddest shop I've ever been in. But, um, so, we started hanging out with this Randy dude. We get invited to Paul Bare Knuckles, uh, Bare Knuckle Paul's, um, he does his annual party at Thanksgiving. And we're like, hey man, would you like to go down there with us? You would have thought we invited him to go meet fucking Run DMC or something. I mean, (laughs) this dude was like, holy fuck, are you fucking kidding me? So we're like, yeah man, just ride down there with us. So when we met this dude, Evan and I always teased each other about, I'm like, I could see this dude with a fucking ball gag in his mouth, wearing a, you know, like, uh, a gimp outfit, you know, getting ridden by his wife, right? So we're driving back from St. Louis, and Evan and Trish are in the back, and I'm driving the car, and Randy's sitting next to me in the passenger seat. We're driving Evan's Fusion, and uh, he's talking to us. And he's like, "Yeah, he's you know, and all this shit." And somebody said something about nipple piercing. He's like, "I got my nipples pierced," and we're like, "Oh, can't, yeah, I'm not fucking surprised at all." And then, and then someone he goes, "My my wife." for a little while lived in San Francisco and she was a lesbian dominatrix and dude as soon as he said that fucking Evan and I were like looking at each other like in the rear view mirror you know how you look in the fucking back in the rear view mirror to see the dude behind you and Evan's going like holy shit they called that one huh yeah so I looked at Randy I go hey dude I gotta just tell you something I go the first time Evan and I ever met you we said that we could see you with a ball gag in your mouth wearing a gimp outfit he's like oh yeah all the time all the time Right, so that, but that's the first funny story. So, needless to say, we had a good time with this dude. So we invite him to go back to Evan builds him a bike, and we invite him to go with us to Daytona in '08. Right. So he's like, "Fuck yeah!" I remember this dude. I mean, he was cool, but he was he was an artist. Yeah. So we get all the way to Daytona. It takes us a day and a half to drive to Daytona. We get checked into the condo. We're sitting in the condo. Everybody's unpacking their shit. And, you know, when you got, like, the condo is as big as these two rooms right here. And all of us are staying in it. And so everybody's kind of picking their corner and setting their bedroll up and figuring out where they're going to be, right? Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm sleeping on the fucking sleep, sleeper sofa because Evan and Trish were going to go check into the Baker house. So Evan wasn't going to stay with us. So I, I pulled the sofa bed out and I got, a, I got a fucking sleeping bag. I'll sleep next to the gayest dude on the planet in a sleeping bag because they're not going to get not in them with a sleeping bag not in the sleeping bag but I'll be in my sleeping bag you can do whatever you want well this dude 
I'm like, I'm sleeping in the sleeping bag. You can sleep next to me. Don't touch me. You know, don't touch me. We put pillows in between us, the whole deal. So we're sitting. Hold a pole or hold Yeah. Up. So we're, <laughs> we're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting at the table and he goes, okay, guys. Uh, now remember, this has been a day and a half into this trip. And he's like really nervous. He's like, I have something I need to tell you guys. And we're like, what the fuck is this guy going to tell us? And he's like, um, I don't want to turn anybody off. I don't want to freak anybody out. But, um, there's something I've wanted to do with you guys for a very long time. Oh, fuck. He goes, um, I brought, and he's serious as fuck, he goes, I brought some black tar heroin, and I was hoping that you guys would smoke it with me. Oh, hell. And we're like, what the fuck? Are you? Everybody's looking at each other like that moment in the Breakfast Club movie where they're like, I'm not going to fuck it. You know, when fucking <laughs> Bender pulls out that dude. And a half in a right? with me with that Yeah, shit. right? <laughs> And he goes, so he waits, like, everybody's like, uh, I'm like, fucking, dude, it's really not my thing, I'm, I'm not, I'm not down with that, yeah. you know? And Evan's like, fucking, dude, Evan was, like, trying to climb out of his own fucking skin. He waited, like, two or three minutes, he goes, I'm just fucking kidding, he goes, I've been saving that joke the whole time, he goes, I just wanted to <laughs> fuck with you guys. And we're like, oh my god. So anyway, so that, going back to the Limp Nicky lot, we hung out that whole week, that was 08, that was bitching. Yeah. That was a good time. Because it had to be... Oh, man, what year was that? Eric did that bike. <clears throat> I don't even remember. Eric did the Limp Dinky lot after everybody was kind of gone. Because Tabor, was last Tabor year. Nash it was, it wasn't even doing it the last year, I don't think, was well, he? It was, uh, yeah, because he was right next to Eric the, the time I was there. And then it was... I remember going back for Biketoberfest, and there was just nothing at the skate park. Like, they I don't, just didn't do it. You, it that, that, was, um, that was a classic. Here's what I know about that. So... Um, the first year we did it, uh, it was in 08. It was Bling, Bare Knuckle, Tabor, Roadside Marty was there hanging out. He, oh, Roadside Marty was actually sleeping in the fucking in the, the Winnebago or the motorhome. Out back at a the, thing. No, right up front in Chris oh. Callen's motorhome. Sucker Punch Sally had all their shit there. Um, my homie from Alabama, um, MTC. The MT Customs that died here, he was friends with Bill Dodge too, yeah. Steve Lincoln, um, and there was uh, there was one Pat Patterson was there, and we we the down dude that was that was nuts. We had a good time, but that that thing was just I think it was all egos, you know. Christian, the the sucker punch thing went sideways, yeah, um, and then Christian passed away I think in nine or ten. Yeah, I just I didn't think that there was no there was no staying power, and then Pat left, and Pat ended up across the street. Yeah, because I, I, I went back. That's where it was. Across okay, the street. that was twelve. That's Bike Week twelve. Okay, so that was the last well, time. It, but was, was Tabor it? there? I don't remember. From Nash? I didn't know anybody back then. Like, I knew nobody. <laughs> really? I knew Eric, and I thought I was hot shit because I knew him. Yeah, I, well, I had painted this flaked out bike that I've never. You know what I mean? He, Josh was there too. Josh. Fat American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh was there the first year. Because I met him through Eric right before then. Right. Um, but, yeah, I thought I was the shit when I painted that thing out. It was cool. Came out mint. Yeah, that happens to all of us. I can remember being, in fact, um, that year, 08, I, me, Bill Dodge, Evan, and whoever was hanging out with us, we were all over at... Uh, we were at Firehouse Subs right next to it. Yeah. Right? And we're eating lunch, me and Bill, and everyone were talking, and Bill and I are talking. I said, you know, I said, I don't remember how I articulated it, but I basically said something like, you know what, I, mean, I just want to be successful, 
as a builder, you know what I mean? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you know, just get through this because the economy started going to shit. Yeah. And Bill goes, dude, we're all the most successful builders. We're all here. We're all doing it. Like, it's that's that's all it is. Yeah, that's where I'm at with, like, my whole career now. Because I got a shop. I get to meet some cool motherfuckers. And sometimes I throw down some wicked shit and it gets noticed and move on to the next step, you know? Yeah. Well, you can you can only hang your hat on something for so long. You, you know, you're only as good as your last paint job, I guess. You're only as good as your last bike build. The I, I want to hear your take on things. I want to get back to, to your working with uh justin because i know you went back there a couple times like that was kind of like the that's a like that's a classic story that doesn't happen enough anymore i don't think it, i couldn't oh, yeah. tell you anybody else that did it so you did it like the old uh fantasia way where you went and found a mentor and studied under him and yeah, then wasn't you leaving and then you went and did your deal right and that's why that's why you're 53 graphics yeah. all your shit looks just kind of like Justin's as far as like the, the branding that you do. Oh yeah. Right down business. to the shop. I got everything in his there. <laughs> right. Didn't you buy his booth? Um, yeah. I bought the booth right before. I thought that was, didn't that, was uh, that? I bought the, the booth right before the motorcycle accident. And that was the only thing I had in that new shop over there. And, uh, it wasn't, I mean, I had just, I think I had just put it up and then we got hit by that fucking girl. And uh, that put me out for a little minute, but uh, I just kind of rode out being hurt, put some money in my shop, and made sure the bills got paid there, and it started evolving. You know, we started messing around a lot more with shit for your shop, and uh, I never put the timeline together on that. Yeah, well, I'm getting way ahead. Um, <clears throat> back to but so going back to your your you had a true like apprenticeship i mean that's a real apprenticeship yeah. you went in and just like some people go and learn how to uh i'll give you a good example sheet metal guys guys that like work with her with sheet metal yeah they're always going um guitarists do this too where i mean kirk hammett still takes fucking guitar lessons you know what i mean yeah um no and i still i'm on the phone with him every day well, yeah, so you guys, but you would go, you would actually fly back to New York and spend a week or two yeah, weeks. Yeah, well, I, uh, after I did that breast cancer truck, I started a little shop over there, and uh, I hadn't talked to Justin in years, and I just kind of called him up out of the blue and was like, yo, you know, how you doing? <laughs> and he had, right. he had been married and had bought his house and stuff and uh, was still paying, of course. Um he did a, just still did a lot of stuff for like uh, Maroney's Harley Davidson up there and just random stuff throughout the states. And then uh, D. Clark still used him. He still actually sends stuff out where Justin is now. Um, but I would fly back, and I'd say I went every six months or so, and I would stay for 15 days and just like camp out up there. Um, felt like home. Right. Uh, he had this cool ass house like old school 30s farmhouse on like two acres with a barn that the inside was just pristine shop to me it was pristine to him i'm sure it was pristine too but it's like our style like i could go there and right down to the scent of the place had this distinct scent of i'm here to learn and work and i'd go up and just chill and work till the fucking sun came up and laugh our balls off at everything like i could listen to comedy all day right. and make fucking jokes like we and like I said, we still talk to today every day. Like usually, I'm on the phone with him right now. 
um, just sharing ideas and sending pictures back and forth and bullshitting about everything now that we both have daughters. Right. So share a lot in common. Uh, went through a lot of the same bullshit. But uh, I'd go back and just I'd bring stuff with me. Like I brought Mesa's bike, the little XS, the black one. Right. Um, I brought that up there and painted those while I was there for like 15 days and then just shipped them home and then painted the frame when I got home. And uh, he had went through some shit right after my accident. I was still in the new shop over there. I was doing the stuff for the Indians and had that going. And he had called me up and he's like, yo, I'm going to Milwaukee. And if you want everything, just, you know, roll up, come get it. <clears throat> so I called my buddy, uh, Aaron, the super bro voter on right. Instagram. He, uh, I called him up and I'm like, yo, you want to ride to New York? He was the only one I knew what a truck that would make it there and back. <laughs> so <laughs> I borrowed somebody else's trailer. Um, that was, oh, that was uh, 13. Yeah. I think I just left. I quit teaching high school, and I was back at my shop full time. Yep. Because I got up in the morning, and my phone, I had like four missed calls, and it was from you at like fucking two or three in the morning on like a Tuesday or some shit. I'm like, uh. Yeah, I was probably saying if you want to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the night of the accident. Oh, you yeah, called yeah, me yeah. When, when, when you guys got hit, and I'm like, fuck. And so. I think there was a voicemail and that where was, I called uh, you and you're like I'm in Le- Lakeland Regional Bethany's got broken leg yeah that was she's got night. her fucking skulls cracked da 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 and you're like you had just got you had just moved into that shop in Croons I think man I'd only been there like a month so like, I everything would, was smooth and I'm like this is perfect I that know it nice was that shop and then uh, fuck that little bitch took me out on that in that little I think it was a focus. But I remember I went to the bank and got all of the money I had in the in my fucking savings yeah, account. I just came up to the hospital. I'm like, here, dude, this isn't a loan. Yeah, like, we'll, just work, this. we'll just work it off at, at a later date. I'm like, fucking, I think it was like $1,311. Yeah, I was weird. Yeah, fucking laid up, broke leg. You, had you got a broken leg. Yeah. You're just sitting there on your phone in the fucking hospital room with the, the curtains drawn. And Bethany yeah, was sitting there all fucked up. Broke my thumb, shattered my foot, shattered my ankle. And, uh... Man, I just laid there. I had me all fucked up on pain pills and shit. So, and I was just worried about. You called me right after that, though. Oh, I called you. I was probably in the ambulance. I had adrenaline rush like never before. I was on the phone with three or four people on the way to the hospital, and the dudes driving the ambulance must have thought I was okay because they took the bumpiest fucking roads everywhere. I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday, and uh, I remember I tried. I was trying to call my mom, like so. I just called everybody else in between not being able to get a hold of her. Right. And she finally calls me back, and she had been going down South Florida Avenue and fucking <clears throat> seen all the cops, seen my helmet laying in the road, and seen the bike underneath the car. Oh, my God. didn't know where the fuck I was. And uh, so they ended up coming to the hospital, too. Mace was there. You came up. There was uh, there a lot of people came through when I was fucked up in there. And uh, I don't remember. I remember coming to the house and... and uh, bringing you guys dinner one night yep when bethany was still kind of convalescing that was when you lived over by the, the college yeah in the hood over there that was yeah fucking, i just keep it real with the hood shit <laughs> dude you, <laughs> you, you just don't give a fuck about that i was like that when i was younger no i don't give i, like, I would I, like, I like fuck it yeah dude, i'll just fucking shoot somebody if they come in my you fucking sh- house i'll shoot you or my dog will bite your fucking arm off I'm right <laughs> <laughs> either way karen Dude, did I ever tell you about Karen getting shot? Uh-uh. So, well, shot at. So, oh, no, shot at. So, listen. So, 
we lived in we lived in Inkster, dude. Like the in in Inkster at one point in time when we lived there had the highest murder rate per capita of any city in the United States. Those are so fun places to live. We lived at the cor- corner of Oakwood Division and Caddy Corner from us was this dude who had like 15 or 20 pit bulls that he fought. And I went in his house one time, bro, and there was no floor in the house. What you were you doing in this dude's house? He was like, come on over, man. I was like, fuck, I'm all right. Fucking, I don't give a shit. And I go over there, and I'm like, oh, these fucking dogs, what's going on? And he takes me in the backyard. He's got an axle out of a truck, half buried, yep. that he runs the dogs on. He's got these 55-gallon pails, like, half buried in the ground with these dogs on chains. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So he was doing that and selling drugs out of the house. Well, Karen and I pull up. Karen and Sharon and I pull up. On a Sunday afternoon, Karen was pregnant with Shelby. I get out of the car. I walk around the front of the car, and we lived in the corner, right? So I didn't go in the back door. I went, I'm walking down the sidewalk to go to my front door, and I hear this fucking clack, clack, clack. And I'm like, ding, ding. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I turn around and look. Karen gets out of the car, dude. Her purse drops. She bends over to pick up the fucking purse. If she hadn't have been over, dude, it would have shot her right in the fucking really? head. It went in the side of the fucking car. When I sold that fucking car, it had a bullet hole in the fucking side of it, Holy dude. Holy shit. So I did, like, didn't even, it didn't even register in my head. I, I keep walking. I go around the front, and I fucking click, click, uh, open, open the door, you know, with the, the key and shit. And this fucking IROC Z28 fucking rolls by the house super fast. And a drug deal had gone bad right across the street from our house. So when I get in the house, Karen and Sharon are fucking beating on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Let us in, let us in, let us in. <laughs> I fucking go and unlock the door. They're coming in. I told Karen, I'm like, get your shit. We're getting the fuck out. And we went to my mom and dad's. Oh, and my shit. mom and dad were like, no, no, no. Calm down. It's just a, I'm like, no, it's just a yeah, not going to happen yeah. anymore. <laughs> we're fucking just a not living there. And we never, Karen never set foot in that house again. Really? We moved, um, I put the house up for sale. I had a buddy stay there. I had a fucking hundred pound Rottweiler. And, uh, so no one, and I had a fucking chocolate lab that was fucking, they're meaner than anything. Dude, I think that was the most racist dog mean. I've ever had yeah, in my whole life. Mean as fuck. Um, so no one, no one came in the house. No yeah. one fucked with our shit, but I had fucking, I had, someone stole my license plate and took the fucking time to take my license plate off and put their fucking license plate on my wife's car dude for like a month we drove around somewhat courteous yeah exactly i'm like where the (laughs) fuck did our plate get all rusty and i'm like that's not even that's not even our plate number fucking run it and it was on the same kind of car just it was fucking expired oh nice (laughs) thoughtful (laughs) you know they have nice thieves there but shit we lived uh when we lived over here i was there like a week and I, uh, I was painting out of that garage, too, because that was before before I was married or anything. Um, before the accident, I was painting out of the garage over there off, uh, like, Cumbie area. And uh, I remember there was a fucking rat in the garage. And my dog is chasing this rat. And I had a little white French bulldog right. and a big dog. And they're in the front yard. It's like 3 in the morning, the first week we lived there. I had just started painting in the garage. A fucking rat's running all over my tables, knocking fucking cups of paint onto the white dog. So he's covered in different colors. But I get out in the front yard, and the Frenchie's chasing this rat in circles. And I'm in the middle of the fucking hood over there. And I'm like, get that motherfucker. Kill that motherfucker. You better kill that. <laughs> the neighbors are fucking looking out their blinds and shit. They think something's going on outside. But uh, I ended up making, like, a, a couple really good friends over there in that neighborhood. Like, everybody in the little cul-de-sac I lived in owned their house and shit. It took a lot of pride and just didn't give a fuck that it was a shitty area. Right. 
Well, I think that's what makes a good. I think that's what makes a neighborhood good is the people who live there. Obviously, oh, yeah, so absolutely. if you have good people that live there, you get a little pocket of decent shit. So. Yeah. So when did you, so we're trying to put the timeline together. So you started painting around 08, 09. You, you were going up to Justin's, right? Yeah. I got, and then oh, I, got I met you in 2010. Yep. And then you had your, so your first, you had that first shop over there off a of creative drive that I met you where you painted uh, Mesa's frame. You painted that triumph for Eric. Yep. And then you went back to your house for a little while because you lived down in Mulberry. Yep. Yeah, you can get away with shit there. You did or didn't? Could. In Mulberry, you could? Yeah. They didn't give a shit? That was Imperial Oaks, right? Imperial Lakes, yeah. <clears throat> Imperial Lakes. And then, so your your first, like, the first nice shop I remember you having was the one you had off of Drainfield, like Croons. Yeah. So you had... Yeah, me and Mace got in that place, and then uh, he had to go back to work full-time, so I ended up just having it all to myself. And that's where I went. I got Justin stuff, and I set that up. That place was like a fucking doctor's office, but a paint It was. It was nice. It was nice. And then I learned you don't really need all that shit. But go back to bootlegging it, you know? Yeah, but you still have your booth. Yeah, still got the booth. I got, I mean, probably the nicest setup equipment-wise, you know. Got that big-ass compressor, all them Prevost lines, nice air dryer, and the mix and bank stays full now. I got good people down there at Ben's that help me out, so. So what's, so what I wanted, what, I wanted to get into kind of some backstory stuff so people knew that we're talking to somebody that's not a fucking jabroni, but. I mean... Well, it depends on who you're talking to. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure somebody thinks you're a jabroni, but I'm saying this is what you... This is this is all you do for a living. This, this is all is you've all done I for do. a living since since you and I have been friends, yeah. eight years. And somehow I maintain... I Sometimes I scratch my head and wonder how, but, I mean, I, I'm fucking doing something, you know? To me, I'm, I'm proud of myself, and, like, there's a level of pride there where, you know, a lot of people, including my ex-wife, think I'm kind of fucking cocky, but it's... And I get up every day and I go do my thing and I make shit happen when I need to and I support two kids and a girlfriend. I mean, she's got a good job and if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be back where I'm at now after fucking off for two years. Like, I owe a lot of where I'm at now to meeting her and starting this family and having that motivation. Yeah, but so what... I want to I want to get into what I want to delve into is, I mean, you obviously you have... Um, you kind of have a front row seat to what I do and I have a front row seat to what you do yeah. because we do so much business together but um, it seems to me that there is a <clears throat> and I don't know if it's a Florida thing but I don't really think that it is because I, I listen to uh, the Fast Life Garage podcast that's done by a guy named you know Jace Hudson right? Yeah I met him at uh, Perowitz show this year Right well so or this past year there seems to be I people don't understand why paint costs so much fucking money I mean, like, they, they really don't. Like, you can get... There's fucking guys out there that will do it for next to nothing and make nothing just to do it. If they get it done. If they get it done. Yeah. But I mean, there, and there's, you know, there's a lot that are... Just do it because they love to do it. And that, that I mean, that's how everybody starts. That's Yeah, I used to shit on people who had fucking bike shops at their house where they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm out in my shop. I'm like, bitch, that's a fucking garage hooked to your house. <laughs> like, that's not a fucking shop. Like, my shop cost me $20,000 a month. That's what my shop cost me. Yeah, that's insane. That's a lot of fucking uh, money, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been adding it up, too. Like, you know, we're buying a house now and shit, and I'm like, oh, I got enough land. I'm going to build something there. Like... And we've we've I can't discussed do that. that and, well, you can do it. I can do it. I can't do that. I've got to have a fucking storefront. That's what people don't understand. Yeah, I, I listen you have to people to. talk all the time. They're like, oh, I want to have a bike shop. But, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fucking good luck. To me, I got 
six storefronts though you know what i mean i got you i got bill when he uses me i got orlando harley when they use me i got triumph like i that's a good way to look at it I, that's how i look that's why i don't even like you went up there saturday like i'd love to be at every show and talk to people and shit because i can i put myself in people person mode and sell paint jobs and sell myself but uh i don't have to be i got you know other people that are out with shops that yeah you do need, work for they need the work done you do work for bill dodge you do work for Corey. you do work for me you do work for eric you do work for um orlando harley davidson yeah that's f- and tampa triumph tampa triumph's been really good to me They're yeah so you have six six clients that pretty much i mean uh, we're podcasting tonight but i'm fucking i'm i'm this was an excuse to bring. I've got a fucking paint job in the car for you to do. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, but you, so I mean, the podcast thing is just it was something we could do when I brought it over. But no, and I've been wanting to do this a while with you too, and I, I've, I've never done one, so it's kind of cool to me. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's fun. I, I you know, and it, the people who listen to this are people that either are in the that do this for a living or they're interested in that. You know, they're 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 super hobbyists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guys that are fucking, like, really tuned in and, and love the motorcycle game. Yeah, it's passionate. And it's yeah. So, any, I mean. Anything like this, if you're passionate about it, you're you're in there. From the guy that's doing it part-time in his garage to us, you know. Yeah. We I don't, I don't want to shit on somebody who's doing it part-time. No, but, definitely but not. I just. I, but I, that, that's, that takes me a long time to get that way, dude. Well, yeah, but and it, there's a difference. It does, you know, uh, we both discussed that book you gave me, you know. Um what is it? The War of Art. The War of Art. Yeah, yeah. man. There's a difference between. What did he say in there? Yeah, he says something. Amateurs in there. and professionals, and being able to take the criticism. Like, I've taken plenty of beatings from me. Fuck, fuck you, everybody. Like, that when I fuck up, I know I fuck. It's up. not a love though. Yeah, and I know that. Like, and that's why I I do what I do is I know I know I got friends and the people I surround myself with. If I'm fucking slipping, they're gonna let me know I'm slipping. Whether it's on, if if it were being a dad to working on motorcycles to if i was changing the tire and i was doing it wrong they're they're gonna let me know i was doing it wrong yeah i wouldn't still be friends with you if you were a shitty dad i've watched you become a dad over the last two years and it's fucking amazing man that's uh, that's probably the most fun thing i've ever done in my life like right yeah that is awesome and she's already a sneakerhead. like i I can take her shoe shopping she's got more (laughs) vans than i do already she's 14 months old and you've got you've got a um a son now too out of the deal too because yeah. that 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 kid doesn't have a dad yeah that's definitely a bonus picture so and, and i can claim max is mine man like even if he's standing next to me everybody thinks he's mine he looks like you yeah, that's yeah, weird he dresses it's like me yeah. like flat bill hats and like looks like he's me it's crazy right and i love it man like he'll ride around with me and it's like talking he, he's he'll be eight this year and i mean i talk to him like he's 14 and he's just super smart 100 mile an hour um the BMX thing's been like the best thing for him. Just go let that shit out, you know. And right. He's good at it, and he's a good kid, man. I'm 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 fucking lucky, like where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um. Well, so getting back to talking about like the paint thing. I mean, so why does a paint job cost as much as it does? I mean, what, what goes into a paint job? Like, what is the what? Everybody sees the final product. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's what sells the bike. I mean, Jace Hudson says it all the time. Like, the he says the the paint job should catch you from across the parking lot. You should see that there's something else there and get drawn to it. And then when you when you get up to the bike and you lock eyes with the the airbrush work or you know the graphic, that yeah. that should keep you there. 
No, I like. Uh, why do they cost so much? Fucking shit's expensive. Blows my mind sometimes. Um, I. Uh, How much product do you throw away on a paint job on a bagger? Let's take a bagger because that's right. that's the biggest that's thing. That's got right the now. most real estate. Well, no, but it's got the most real estate, and it's got. It's you're going to use the most product on it, right? I wouldn't say you throw away a lot. Um, I started using those that 3M people. Well, I'm not talking about paint, dude. I'm talking about, you throw away, you, how many, pa- sandpaper? Oh, yeah. Tape? Fuck. Fucking lacquer thinner? There's, I mean. How much well, product do you put on the fucking bike and then you sand it back off to make it right? I just think people don't. Um, Before you, I'm trying to add it up, just kind of caught me off guard. Um, shit, I don't know. You do a nice bagger is probably... 1500 to two grand in material to do like a dope paint job like if you did the frame everything like something like the ones Corey's building where it's mm-hmm. it's everything's got to be done body work and everything you got fucking two grand in material man and then another how many hours 40 or 50 so if you're if you're let's say you're going 100 dollars an hour yeah you're that's four, a shop rate four, five four grand, grand yep. plus plus material two grand that's your cost you got to mark that up because you're using your money to buy that. So that's why a fucking paint job costs six yeah. or seven thousand bucks. Yeah, man. If you want something nice? It's it's money. <laughs> What's the one thing that you have uh, at your disposal that you figure that makes you as a painter? So like some people will say, <clears throat> like when when I'm talking to guys that are metal shapers. They're like, oh, you know, my uh, my Pullmax or my planishing hammer or, I mean, there's got to be, what's that one thing where you're like, bitch, when I got this tool, this fucking up my game? Uh, probably being able to afford nice spray equipment. Really? Yeah, like, man, I'd, I'd use, like, cheaper guns for years and just base coat's cool. I could flake shit out. You can flake shit with a cheap big tip gun clear coat wise like i just in the past two years started buying like 900 to thousand dollar guns that i just use for clear right and it saves you eight hours of cutting and buffing just because it atomizes right and does its thing right can Um, you say what can you say what your favorite gun is brand wise probably that sada really i've heard of that i'm not even a painter i've heard of that that brand and then uh my uncle is a PPG guy up in New York. He's been trying to sell me on the uh, Iwata ones, the Supernovas. Mm-hmm. So next time I get some loot, I'll be using one of them. Because from what I hear, they're even like better. You're like, you're. Are you sponsored or endorsed? Or I mean, what, PPG takes care of you for some reason. The local jobber does. Ben's, um, and they got a bunch of stores here in Florida. I've just always, I learned with it. And then I just never deferred from it. Like, I'll use house color stuff. I'll use every kind of flake there is because nobody wants to give it away for free, so I just buy it from everybody. Um, But they're so user-friendly, and I just know what it can go on and and how how I can play with it and just cocktail it when I have to and make different shit. Yeah, and I just know what works with it. That's a good term. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's, I mean, I was taught on, like, this whole bootleg thing. Like, that's Justin's thing is this motherfucker was painting these bikes for Orange County Choppers that everybody watching the show thought he was getting 20 grand for, and he was just working his dick off to get them done when the TV cameras needed to show up. And they really weren't paying that much money, 
and we were i was watching the last couple of them get painted and fucking dude we had a shed inside the shop like old brick building imagine if downtown lakeland like like a zombie apocalypse like after you know yeah like that's what newburgh looks like it's a shithole and uh, i mean there was a fucking stream that ran under the building like that's how old these buildings were and uh he had a fucking home depot shed in there with a little like maybe a one foot fan that blew out into the parking lot right and then there was like two other rooms that were just drywalled off no bullshit like as wide as this table they were like four by eight rooms just because that way you didn't have to cut the wood to fucking put them right. up right <laughs> and like electrical shit everywhere fire department was always there like oh you need to fix this you got six months to fix this like just coming through with their fucking clipboard like he was going to be there forever or something right and um that i mean i seen some of the nicest shit i've ever seen come out of there and it was just that whole vibe of that place and just fun but uh i have a fucking i have kind of a love-hate relationship with the whole orange county chopper deal yeah yeah, hate relationship with that well so before (laughs) before they were on tv my dad knew my dad met got to meet and hang out and you know because we had we had started our business around the same time that that show started yep and that shit was big then well yeah i remember going to daytona my dad was hanging out with Vinny's dad and uh senior when they were like in like a small enclosed trailer and had a fucking nasty couch out on fucking main street and where you know they weren't they they were not they were not what they ended up being and paul senior for for everything my dad ever said was a super nice guy and ben's dad was uh, vincent DiMartino, right i think senior i don't don't, yeah because it was like paul and paulie and then there was like vincent Vin, uh, Vinny yeah, and his know, dad. Dad's name. But I had pictures of my dad with hanging out with those guys, and they said they were cool. Yeah, I'm sure and they then, were before and then, they got money. Most then, people are. And then the show was—I'll uh, be honest. I mean, the show intrigued me. I didn't wasn't—I wasn't into motorcycles. Even yeah, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have moved to New York if I didn't see the fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> well, so um, we did the. We worked on. We've worked on a, quite a few Orange County bikes way back when, mm-hmm. and. Um, I always felt like the, everybody that I've ever talked to, and I would say this if, if Paul Jr. or Sr. was sitting here, and I know what they would say back, that they fucking treated everybody like shit, and they didn't pay anybody. Mike Campo, do you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, the, the guy that was company, fabricator that worked for him, right? Yeah, he was making like eleven fifty an hour. That's insane. But they were working him 100 hours a week, so he was making like 1150 bucks. But he went out on his own. I met him at a show up in Michigan after he went on his own and they had non-competes for all these guys these guys were fucking I mean there was no benefit to in my opinion there's no benefit to working for them uh, no probably not and, and I don't think they have non-competes now because I've been talking with a dude who's working for uh, Junior right now and he's got his own business I don't I'm not going to say who it is or whatever it doesn't matter but I've been talking with him quite a bit on the phone trying to get some stuff from him and um, we don't talk about we don't talk about that we yeah. don't talk about his show or anything like that but um I just, I just don't think you should ever take... I don't ever think you should prevent a man from making a living from a trade no, that he's done. Like and fucking that. non-compete stuff is bullshit. It's, yeah. it's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's not fair. It's not right. There's nothing ethical about it at all. Yeah, like, don't don't expand your... You can expand your knowledge all you want, but don't fucking use it against me. That's... 
Well, don't this be is, competitive. This is an every man for himself type fucking world, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, but especially in this business, because if you're not going to pay somebody what they're worth, yeah. well, then what the fuck? Why should they stay with you if they think they can go make it somewhere else, you yeah. know? No, so if my, if, unless you're like, I don't know, we've talked about partners and stuff too. Like, unless you're a partner and you're both really good at it and you want to do it together... If you're fucking good at something, man, usually you do it yourself. Dude, <laughs> I agree with you 100%. And, you know, I'll never have another business partner. My business partner just died. The only business partner, yeah. that, you know what I mean? I, you know, I've had, I've had a couple of business partners, and it's ruined some very good friendships. Yeah, and I always think, will. I, I think mean, right everything back. needs to be just fucking straight up. Like, if you and I want to be partners, you create your own S-Corp. I'll create my own S-Corp. We'll operate in the same we can operate in the same business. Yeah, We're splitting things 50-50. Yeah, if I can do something that you can't, you pay me to do it, and I pay you the opposite way. That's yeah. That, yeah that's I mean, we've tried that. We've done that. You know, we did that shit. for a while. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's kind of a fucked up deal. But um, the other thing I want to say about Orange County is they brought so much limelight and put fucking choppers. Well, Discovery Channel. Front and that. center. Yeah, but I mean, through them. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they went from... And everybody... I think everybody owes them... Everybody in, in my business that's, that got in business when I did kind of owes them a debt of gratitude. Hit them and, and Jesse James for making it making it what it is. Yeah. You know? But I think... No, I'll, if everybody wasn't glued to the TV, it wouldn't have been... Wouldn't have started out like that. Like I said, it was, it was fucking big back then. Like, I wanted it When I was 21, I wanted a fucking chopper like that. And I just... Had one sitting in my shop for six months, and I couldn't wait to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I still like high neck choppers. That's yeah, still my favorite. I don't like man. none of them. Neck, them. neck, nothing. I had a, a Orange County chopper come into JR Psychoworks one time, and uh, the dude that owned it owned the the guy that owned it. He's a nice guy. I, I guess I I I think people who inherit fucking fortunes are funny. Yeah, you know they're a I mean? little more humble. They're they're they're, they're a little more humble. But even even the ones that are super humble and like real low key, I kind of think it's a little funny. It's like, fuck, man, you got shot out of the right dick. That's what you did. Yeah, you know what I mean. But this dude, he had a uh, he bought an Orange County chopper back when they were fucking the bee's knees. You yeah. know what I mean. And then hundred grand. And then the grand. dude. And then the dude stays inside a girl too long and gets her pregnant. And he inherited a fucking beer distributorship that was like a hundred years old. This dude was fucking what? yeah, dude. And the guy lived in Northville, Michigan, and uh, brought this uh, Orange County chopper to us at Jr. That had sat for like six years. All the chrome was peeled off it from just the chrome had just separated. It wasn't anything to yeah. do with Orange County. Uh, somewhere in a hard drive, somewhere there's a picture of me sitting bare ass <laughs> on a fucking Orange County chopper. But I don't know why I was telling you that story, but it's just kind of a funny, yeah. funny little anecdote. But uh, you know what's funny is I've had. I was thinking about this on the way over. So I started in 03. We had uh, two painters. We hired painters at JR Psychoworks. For whatever reason, dude, right out of the chute, we started building bikes, and we got fucking shit ton of business. We hired this one kid. He worked at Taco Bell, but he was an airbrush. He knew how to airbrush shit. Yeah. He was really good at it. What the fuck are you doing on Taco Bell? That's the, yeah, that right? whole, that's the whole so war of art thing again. We like, fucking brought him, we brought him in. <laughs> We paid him. This dude had was married and had like four kids. That's why Taco I was talking about. And we were Free paying food. him to do shit, and he he quit because we were paying him too much money. He couldn't. He just couldn't handle it. That was legitimately. He came in when he's like, I can't. 
fucking work here anymore because he did this uh this i'll have to show it to you this is clint eastwood fucking mural on a fucking soft tail for a friend of mine's dad and it looked like I mean, legit legit it was nice but that he was like when he finished up he goes i can't work here anymore it's, it's just way too much money and i don't know how to handle it and he like, probably had a like, drug okay problem. I don't know. He leaves, and then we hire this dude that only listened to Disturbed. Jesus Christ. This guy's name was Dave. And he quit in the middle of a fucking day. In the middle of the day. He just quit. He had his wife come and pick him up, and he snuck out the back of the building. And I go into his fucking paint. We had a paint booth. I go in there, and I'm like, when did you go? didn't have the balls to tell you anyone. No. So I called him, and I'm like, dude, really? Like, you're just going to fucking bounce? There was that dude, and then we worked with a dude named uh, Andy Caruso, who was a good painter. He painted a bunch of bikes for us that we did for Napa. And then uh, Darren Williams. We got hooked up with Darren. And towards the end of my... Darren's nasty. Dude, Darren... I love Darren to death. How old is he? He's 50. 50? Yeah. He's pretty nasty with it. Dude, he's fucking insane. His, His airbrush work and his mural work and shit... So there was a dude who came in to JR Psycho Works. We were the first Big Bear Choppers um, kit bike dealer in the country. It was, like, legit. Like, we had our dealer's license, and we were the first one registered with Big Bear Choppers. And this is in 06, I want to say, or 05. That's about when I moved back to Florida. So this dude comes from the other side of Michigan. He's like, uh, his company got bought out. And you had your choice. You could either put your retirement in an IRA or you could cash it out. And he fucking cashed it out. And he's like, I'm buying, I'm building this fucking chopper. I want a chopper built. And he's like, I want a mural. He goes, I want a root beer, uh, root beer brown. And I want, on the back fender, I want a mural of my three kids with a dream catcher. Nice. And on the fucking tank, I want an Indian squaw. And I'm like, there is no fucking way that anyone can make this cool. Like, it's a cool bike, but there's no way to make this cool. I deal with that every day. Dude, I sent it to Darren, and I remember I called Darren one day, dude, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, bro, he goes, I'm about to fucking airbrush this bitch from Jugs Magazine on the fucking tank of your bike. So he took a fucking, he took a lesbian, he goes, a lesbian, he goes, goes, bro, I'm about to airbrush this lesbian from Jugs on the fucking tank of your bike. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he sends me a picture of it. He's like, he found this lesbian in fucking Jugs magazine. He airbrushes her on the tank, and then he puts a fucking feather in her hair. And he goes, that's fucking Indian squaw enough right there. (laughs) And dude, the fucking pictures of this dude's kid were fucking spot on, and he he nailed it. It looked good. I wish I was talented like that. Uh, Fuck, I guess you just don't learn. Yeah, Yeah, I think artists. I spend so much time trying to fucking make money and pay bills. I don't have time to sit down and try to learn that craft. Right? Yeah. Well, so we did, in one year's time with Darren, just our shop, we did a hundred grand. That's insane. Just with Darren. That's how many bikes we were doing. And he calls me. This is uh, 07. He wanted to quit, too, because he was making too much money? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I had, my, I had my CFL, and we built, I built my CFL, and I took it to that's me. The, that's the red one you just got the tins back for. Right? Yeah, the one you painted. You painted it. Oh, yeah. The AOD. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, it was in it was Cycle in Source North Magazine. Carolina, right? South, South Carolina. Oh, but using it as a fucking jet ski now. <laughs> yeah, I hopefully it didn't get underwater. Well, so um, me, Paul from Bare Knuckle, Darren Williams, Evan... Uh, a dude named uh, I can't the fucking Mike Valentino. 
Why does that sound familiar? Or uh, just Valentino? Dude, dude yeah, he's from fucking New Jersey. From Shore, Jersey, yeah. Valentino there's how many too. fucking Mike Valentinos are there from fucking Jersey Shore? Anyway, so we all get in the truck, and a dude named uh, Bill Rowerdink. And That's then, a fucked up last name. Yeah, we go to the Indian Larry Block Party in 2007. There's they still like, do that. They just did a huge one this yeah. this last weekend. But this it was fucking. This was the last one they did for a lot of years. And in 07, it was fucking. It was pretty low key. There wasn't a lot of people there. Okay. We go there. I took my fucking uh, my chopper with a dealer plate on it, no paint, raw as fuck. And I got a picture of Darren sitting on it. I took with my my Palm Pilot phone I had. <laughs> And Darren's sitting on it. He's like, bro, let me paint this for you, man. And I'm like, dude, I can't afford one of your fucking paint jobs. No fucking way. He's like, bro, just fucking let me paint it. And I'm like, no. And so we go home. He calls me. He's just like, dude, you got to let me paint your bike. You got to let me paint your bike. I'm like, I don't have the fucking money to fucking pay you to paint my bike because I want something rad if I'm going to yeah. do a paint job. He's like, just send me the tins. So I send him the fucking tins. I put the bike together with no fucking tins on it. I put it in the trailer and take it down to Daytona. Him and Paul drive down from fucking uh, St. Louis, and I put my bike together in the fucking parking lot or in the driveway of the Baker rental house. Yeah, and it looked fucking rad. So you've been involved with Baker for a minute then? Yeah, dude, fucking. So Evan and I got in business. My dad and I started our business in 03. Evan got involved in 04. In 05, we met a dude named Stretch from Baker. He was... His buddy was set up next to us at this huge show, this indoor show in Birch Run, Michigan. So we started hanging out with those cats. And uh, Baker's, I've been friends with everybody at fucking Baker since then. I mean, we did the whole, Evan came up with the idea to do um, the installs in the booth. Okay. We yeah. started that in late 08. We went to Sturgis 08. We started that. but And they're still doing that today. But yeah, I've been involved with Baker for a long time long time we did the uh we did the baker drive jive train bike that brian from french kiss painted jive jive train we built the bike with me paul bling eric gorgeous dude named scout set it up i don't think you've met anthony underwood i don't think he so. swore for baker but it's funny because so god damn it there's so many things have changed in the industry but so many things are still the same. Like when you get when you get out of the industry for a minute, even for a minute, you're a fucking pariah. Oh, what's a, what's a pariah? Just mean that no one wants anything to do with you. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you fucking bounce to go do something else, or you lose your fucking footing where you're at. Like you're at this company and then you leave. You're fucked. <laughs> it's weird. It's such a small industry. It, I mean, it's a billion really dollar is. industry, I mean, but the, fucking the everybody I've, knows everybody. Yeah, the people I've met over the past few years have like kind of cool like going to bill's parties and stuff and meeting the people there and he's not going to do that anymore i heard yeah i don't think so dude there were so many fucking people there this year in daytona there was a lot dude way more people than needed to be i there. spent most of my time shit that evening across the street hanging out with chad's i had just met chad chambers and mo and <laughs> you come rolling up with that fucking award that skateboard or fucking surfboard yeah. or whatever you're like fucking check it out i told johnny i go this motherfucker's head is not gonna fit in his truck no nah, not today not yeah, today you're fucking, like, you I carried mean, that bitch around for like a day and then yeah, fucking I mean, uh what's the dude's name that that owns that bike duda duda yeah, yeah duda on instagram he's like fucking that's mine Fuck, yeah i'll take that shit yeah that's cool i, I had a banner made of that thing so it's hanging up well, not just the thing, but the whole bike. Yeah, the bike with that, so. yeah. 
yeah kind of guerrilla marketing my own shop right kind of cool do you get any stuff from um you get any stuff like do you have any like professional endorsements or anything that you get stuff from people no they, like i said the uh the local store there ben's they're like i don't know if they're out of florida or not but they got a few stores in florida they i got a really good guy johnny that helps me out there man he's just awesome dude like sees what i'm doing is uh happy to see me doing it and i mean that's where i like, got my gun washer from if i need colors mixed up he'll come to my shop and use what he's got on my mixing bank and if not he'll drive all the way back down to the store to come back and help me out with what he mixed up down there um came in set my new shop up with like the whole mixing system for the pps cups and stuff like that what are the pps cups uh they're like a the bladder that goes in the, the hard cup or it almost works like a fucking pressure pot like spray upside down and shit the, the first thing i used them on was that red bike i did for bill i was like spraying flake upside down which to me i'm used to using a fucking aluminum cup on the fucking gun and right sitting there stirring it and everything but uh yeah them things are great and then like if it's not anything with hardener and if it's just base coats and stuff it's got a lid on it fucking stick it up in the cabinet save it for later so you're not wasting shit plus you're not cleaning out a whole cup on a gun you're just cleaning out the body of the gun and the adapter and uh now that i got the gun washer i don't even i just fucking stick the guns in there which is kind of nice yeah but yeah and he hooked me up with that too he shows i know them things are like 1500 bucks and he shows up and he's like oh give me a couple hundred bucks i got it from a guy at a body shop and it's like brand new in the box so it keeps getting like i just acquire cool little things along the way and it, the things like that are like if you put wheels on your truck to most people you know what i mean i get a fucking gun washer and i'm like happy for days right (laughs) how do you deal with um uh fuck i lost my train of thought because i'm trying to think of um so harley has proprietary colors right yeah so how do you deal with with that i mean as far as if somebody brings you something that you need to, to match and harley's not letting the, the cat out of the bag what's the process for that well, i go down there he's got to help me out with them so like you go to, i take you, him to the to uh my jobber and like if i have something to match off of he'll they'll try to do like the whole camera thing on it but he's pretty good at like helping me mix it up by eye and then just i got a couple of little inside deals to make sure things get done right you know yeah does harley i heard that harley um and I don't know if this is true or not. I could be t- completely talking out of my ass, but I've heard that Harley used to silkscreen logos on the tanks. I don't know about silkscreen. Like I don't, honestly don't know the answer to that. Um, I know they use like water slides. Like what's that? Almost like model car decals. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like the majority of them are that. Like the the new ones. Most of them are just water slides. The graffiti bikes that they just came out with. Just right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think how long would it take? somebody to paint every fucking one of them things. Well, yeah, I wouldn't think that it would be like that. That's why I thought, somebody told me one time it was a silk screen, so I just kind of like lay it on there and fucking throw it down, but then I started thinking about we have multiple colors and a logo. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest, I don't fucking know. I don't know about paint. I don't want to know about paint. I, I watch you when, when you and I had the shops next to each other and I spent, is, I mean, a pretty fair amount of time over there trying to figure out what the fuck how you did your job 
Or if I was doing it. Well, no. <laughs> no. I would walk by and see you sleeping at fucking one thirty in the afternoon yeah, in the fucking couch. because I was there couch. till fucking 4 in the morning sometimes. It's, um, I was trying to... It looks like there's a fair amount of chemistry involved in what you do. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, you could fuck yourself up, for one. Um, what about painters that say, like, well, I can't do that because I'm using this stuff the... So the dew point has to be a certain, you know, I mean. My dew point's anything I just do. It <laughs> it's up, not D-E-W it, point, yeah, it's D-O it, point. Yeah, if it fucks up, I do it again. <laughs> I'll try to get that shit done and get paid, you know. <laughs> that's fucking funny, dude. Yeah, that's my dew point, man. Every day is my dew point. Like, it's fucking hot and miserable here and I sweat my ass off. And you just make sure shit's clean and fucking sometimes you got to know whether to put on fucking like a heavy coat or just fucking dust that thing down a couple times and then get it flowing. You know, it's not you can't do it by the book every time. Can you watch the paint, though, as it's coming out and know what it's doing for the most part? Really? Yeah, I wouldn't want to like try with my eyes closed. No, but I'm just saying, (laughs) like, you know, I don't have anything in my my job isn't like that. My job is like fucking cut and dry. Yeah. It's, is it? Well, unless you're fabricating and shit, but. Well, no, but that's not my job. I mean, I can do it and I do yeah. a little bit here and there, but I don't do anywhere near the fabrication work that I used to. I'm fucking glorified parts changer right now. I got so many goddamn bikes in there right now and I don't have anybody. It's so fucking hard to find somebody that'll work. I've been, ha- I've had an ad on fucking Instagram for fucking two weeks, dude, since my dad died. That's crazy. Fucking twenty five dollars an hour. Want a job? Like Nothing. I, that's what irritates me is I've, I've had a few people come and help, and I mean, fuck, one of them I've paid twenty dollars an hour to work part time, and when I do ask you to come, you're busy doing something else, not making twenty dollars an hour, and it's it blows my mind because I did it for free. Dude, white people in Florida do not want to fucking work. Yeah, nobody in Florida wants to work. Dude, immigrants do. Those motherfuckers yeah. will throw down, dude. I'm, I don't know. I just stay by myself. I'm, I'm by <laughs> myself right now. Yeah, you know, there's there's nights where I'm, like I said, she works at Publix, so it's like nighttime. That's where she's at now. When she's not working, I'm still at the shop right now, just putting in those little bit of extra hours when I can, and she'll get home at 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. I'll get up have my daughter to daycare by 6.15 and I'll be back at the shop again, hopefully, if I can get up in the morning. Right. So, it's just either buckle down and do it yourself or you find somebody who's fucking passionate about it and there's just not. Nobody's... For me, it's different because of what I did to learn. And Wasn't your dad a fucking painter? My dad did, like, old hot rods and shit. He owned a body shop in New York, New Windsor Collision Center. And... Had a partner. That's where I spent a few summers when I was little, you know. And it's just, he was always held like on this pedestal, and it made me feel like I had to do something, you know. And uh, granted, there were some times where I didn't do anything, but it's a, uh, I definitely value coming from that to right. to be where I'm at, you know. Like I do what my pops did, so it's cool to me, you know. Um, and then my my uncle that actually works for PPG up there, like he did old school sign lettering and fucking race cars. Like I remember being five years old and watching him hand letter like whole dirt cars. And that's like where I get the whole stripe inside of it from. And I still talk to him a lot. He helps me out with a lot of my problem solving and shit. I said, that's probably like 
the biggest asset is the knowledge. Like, um, beside every time, I mean, I can go to Harbor Freight and buy a fucking spray gun, and when the job's done, if the money's there, it's gonna come out perfect. Um, the biggest thing is the fucking knowledge. Like, I got Justin I can call any time of the day. I got my uncle that has mixed every kind of fucking paint PPG makes and everybody else, too, and has sold it and distributed it. And that's, a, that's a place that uh, you mentioned that you have people that you can call. I'm, I'm running out of those people. Yeah. <clears throat> Not for any other reason other than I think, I think uh, there's an expectation after this many years that I've been doing this that I, I'm the one that gets the fucking phone call. Oh, that's cool. You know I call mean? you every day, you know? No, no. I, I know what I'm saying is like, I, you, you call me a lot. You do call me every day, but, um, and you call me and you ask me about, you don't ask me about motorcycle stuff. You ask me about business stuff. Yeah. But I don't have anybody that I can call, very few people that I can call about fucking running into a problem on old. a motorcycle. You're well, old. that or the, what I do is changing a lot. Well, yeah, it's mostly, I mean, fuck, these guys just buy parts and bolt them on now. Like, in the Harley world. Yeah, I'm getting my ass handed to me by, I. you know, we spent, <clears throat> when my dad. Let me get that Pepsi over there. Yeah, this one? Yeah, is there something in there? Yeah. You want a beer? We got more than that? Well, I got this one. I right, drink that. So, um. One beer ain't gonna do nothing. Well, no, I didn't. You don't drink, though. I've never seen you drink, but once or twice. No, I should have got some gin. I, I drink gin. Gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah like right. Old man shit. <laughs> no, but I get fucked your hat up. Black. Walk around it's because you're Italian. <laughs> I get fucked up. Walk around here. But so, no. What I'm getting at is that I'm at a point in my in in my career where I have to. I gotta fucking find a few other people that are working on new shit. I, I've, I've been out of the fucking loop on. Like the the brand new shit for a while. That's not my thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, dude, my business is my business works best. I make the most money. I do the best work when I'm quite honestly doing full builds. Yeah. Like the, the when when you and I had the shops next to each other, I fucking killed it for two years. They're fucking stressful though. Them. They are stressful. <laughs> but when I look back on it, I mean, all my bills were paid. Everything was. It, it, you know, the other way I make money is off of service. Yeah. Like straight up service, not this fucking, I got a, a fucking guy. He's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. He has a 2003 Indian, a Gilroy Indian. What a fucking hunk of shit. Oh, yeah. They're like, what motors came in then? Well, it had an S&S yeah. 96 inch, but this fucking bike, he's left it in the shed, never taken care of it, never changed anything. And now we're putting two new tires, wheels, fucking bars, fucking everything. It's just, it's a hunk of shit, dude. It's a fucking hunk of shit. And I would say that if he was sitting right there, yeah, he dude, your bike is fucking turds, you know? garbage, dude. So I'm trying to get that together, and then you know, it's just it's tough having as many bikes as I have in my shop, and only being me. Like I was saying, my when my dad and I moved into the new shop, the whole point was we knew we had five years. He supposedly had five years left. That's what his cancer doctor told him. Like you got five years, five. Okay, well, like five years, we're gonna go back to a big shop. He's going to come back in. We're going to have a showroom. We'll have parts. We'll have fucking, you know, some apparel, some fucking gloves, some fucking tchotchke shit. Man, 
Yeah, and you got all that now. It fucking Amazon kills me. eBay kills me. Well, yeah, JP Cycle kills me. Sit right here on the couch. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I sit there and just fucking scroll. I'm an impulse buyer though, so I'll just fill the card up. And then I'm like, ah, fuck that. I can't have it tomorrow. <laughs> so I just delete it all, and then I, it's just how I am. Here's my bitch, okay? So this is something that's different about your business than mine. So I got to be careful about this. So, all right. So here's the deal. I buy from Biker's Choice, okay? Tucker V Twin. That is owned by a company called the Mag Group. All right. The Mag Group owns Mustang Seats, Roland Sands Designs, Performance Machine, Bought out everybody. Jerry Aachen, Vance and Hines, right? See, that's kind of fucked up. You okay. got all these people, and who's manufacturing that now? All these people have. So, but they leave these companies alone. They kind of use the Warren Buffett kind of uh, business model where they buy these companies that are profitable. Then they, or some of the companies aren't necessarily big profitable companies, but they've got a good name. They get the name. Right? <clears throat> but, but check it out. So the Mag Group also owns a company called JP Cycles. So they're selling to me wholesale, right? They're selling to JP wholesale. They own JP Cycles. So they're manufacturing the part. Then they're selling it to and JMP company. you can buy the public can buy from them right yeah yeah so, so they're, I'm competing they're double fucking you they're competing with me themselves and selling to you it's fucking bullshit and they're competing with check this out so I wanted to do a whole that's a lot that sounds like a lot like the oil industry I wanted to fucking <laughs> it's something uh, it's I wanted to do a whole podcast just on this but I wanted to do it with a, a, somebody who's in the same. Yeah, you got to somebody a little more knowledgeable than myself. Well, but but telling you, you're you're already going. That's fucked up. No, oh, I know it's fucked up. I get you know. So there's, I'm competing with them, fucking in Daytona. Yeah. And the, so it's kind of people can buy whatever. There's no reason for me to stock parts. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I need to stock oil filters, brake pads, uh, yeah, air filters, oil filters. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Shit, because. I'm in the business of selling squares of time. Yeah. How many squares do you want? Each square is $80. How many squares do you want? And that's where I make my money. That's the only way I'm ever going to make any money, dude. The, the, the brick and mortar set, you wouldn't believe the fucking shit that people say to me when they come in. Like, I hear people say on podcasts and stuff like, well, I'm going to get a, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a brick and mortar store and I want a bike shop and I want to have a showroom and I want, you know, I just want to have stuff. So when people come in, it's fucking right there and they can just buy it. Let me tell you what happens when you have stuff. You pay they come in, inventory tax. Okay. Well, I come, <laughs> uh, so I pay, if something costs $20, costs me $20, I can make 30% on that yeah. list. Well, someone will fucking sell it online for 10% profit and sell twice as many of them as me. Yeah. And then people come in and they tell me, oh, I can find that online for fucking 25 bucks. And what the fuck are you doing in my store? Why are we talking? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I tell people that. See, my, like my, for me, having the shop school, um, to me, that's what I've always wanted, you know? And there, there's a part of me that wants to have, like, this fucking, I mean, it goes back to the unreliable people that you hire, but... There's a part of me that wants to have like this fucking me just be able to do my thing. And then there's the business part of me that's like, oh, I got to have a body shop for motorcycles. Like, I'd like to have a fucking 
collision center like Maurice's for motorcycles. Have like a microfitch guy, have a fucking parts guy. What's a microfitch guy? Like the guy that just fucking does all the insurance shit. Like the oh yeah, sources all the parts and figures out how much it is. And then insurance people just you know like have a whole. We had that though, department. and you didn't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I want to own it. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, well, I want to do what thing. I do. I want to flake shit out and cocktail shit. You know. Well, it's uh. I I, I wish that what we had done, what we were doing, I wish that it would have worked out. Yeah, I was still in like party mode. Well, not only that, <laughs> but you you had come right out of fucking the uh, the nastiest divorce I had ever been front row front and center too and then you went right into having a family and and uh, i don't know we don't know where i'm at now no you're fine Stepping i mean stones you know exactly yeah i'm not it, uh, i don't, I don't I was, hold it against you yeah when we did that though i mean before i met rebecca i was still i didn't want to fucking work i, want, I had roommates I here paying rent like i was ready to go out every night and Fucking hang out here, have fun. Drop the hammer. Yeah, that's fucking fun. You know, I needed that after fucking twelve years, and then now I'm like back. I think it's better now. I mean, I don't have that fucking nice little fancy shop, but I got this huge ass shop now. Like, it's cool having that. It's cool, fucking, you know, walking in there every morning. And I'm very fortunate and very appreciative for what I have. And uh, I like having, I like dealing with the dealerships now. Like I said, Tampa Triumph's fucking good. They're, uh, I know anything and everything they get painted will come to me. It's just, unless somebody offers to do it for free, which then they can have it. Right. Um, that's my biggest bitch. In well, so is. how do you manage that? How do you mitigate that? You know, I mean, I hear every, not, I hear every painter bitch about that. Yeah, I'm not a cry. Like, I don't, a lot of people will call the customer up and be like, well, you let so-and-so do this. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even do that? I don't, I just let it ride. Cause you got, what do you mean? Like, I just let it go. It, they'll come back. They, you know, if they don't, then I'll go on to the next one, you know? And it's like a lose one to get one type shit. I've noticed that about you that I've watched people fuck you off and then go somewhere else and then come right back. Yeah. Why? No, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, don't know why I mean, either. I don't, they didn't I don't, like me then. I don't give a fuck. The no. fact of the matter is they're back. If the check clears, they can come on back, you know? Right. <laughs> it's, uh, or they might like, dispute the claim on PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tools. <laughs> I will talk about them publicly. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, they're interesting people, them people. They're fucking weirdos. The... Uh, and if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Right? Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> Watch. Fucking, they've been at every fucking shop around here, they've fucking dragging fucking my name through the mud, your name through the mud. They can drag it wherever they want. Everybody's got one of those stories. I got a few of them. I mean, I've had it come back, bite me in the ass two years later off of shit that I've like, forked out a lot of money to make right and claimed that it was my own fault. And that's why I fucking now anymore, if somebody gives me the slightest amount of fucking pushback, I fucking push their bike outside and go come get that motherfucker. <laughs> I do it. See, I've done I, it. I Look how many times I've fucking done it. The assholes we were just talking to, I tried to be nice to them again today after they called me it's, fucking seventeen times on a Sunday when I'm putting my daughter to sleep. I they I talked to him today. I texted him today and told him that I would fucking do shit again for them and then when you gotta charge them a few hundred dollars they fucking tell you they're gonna dispute a thousand dollars worth of charges like they're 
dude, get real, man. Like, here's the deal. You want to look like you ride a eighty thousand dollar bike, but you don't want to spend. You don't want to spend eighty fucking dollars. It's wild. Wow. Here, here's here's my take on that, and there's only been a few people that have ever been fucking thrown out of my shop. If you threaten me, we're fucking throwing hands, and I'm not working on your shit. Uh, that it, it's. I've it's, been good with the threat. Like I, I, I would. No, that's good. I've been very passive. There's a dude named There's a dude named Bob that fucking threatened me one time, and he, then he rode off. And I, you know, I, I stupidly fucking ran down the street following him. You know, oh, trying to you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the fact of the matter is, is that if you get thrown out of my fucking shop, it's for a reason. And so, if you're trying to rip me off. Are you trying to besmirch my name? Yeah. I'm fucking dumb with you. I, get to I don't a have point. any fucking I I'm, I'm not the biggest you. dude, you know, so I try to keep it really fucking <laughs> passive, you know. <laughs> I don't want to get knocked out. I don't <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But when you piss me off and it gets to that certain point, I'm you know, I'm either going to take one for the team or you're, you're going to get fucked up one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so I just uh, I've, I've uh, not taking threats so lightly anymore. Just it's just a things. fucking motorcycle. It's just a motorcycle. There's no such thing as a motorcycle emergency. I got so many other fucking problems, dude. I got I own three motorcycles. They just sit in my shop. I mean, fucking I ride them when my truck breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even enjoy it. I have like, four motorcycles now. I think I like sitting at a red light in the Florida sun in the middle of the afternoon to go get fucking paint in a backpack. No, a, people don't. People. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. People don't understand that, dude. People are, people. That's the one thing that I wish I could impart on people is the, um, the irony of, you know, they're like, uh, customers ask me to go riding. I'm like, no. Fucking really turning some heads out there today, boys. Oh my god. I don't. Looking like an asshole in that vest, sweating your dick off. If I ride, I ride by myself. I used to ride with my dad. Yeah, and I'll ride with Evan. I haven't ridden with anybody, and I don't. I couldn't even tell you the last time I went road with somebody. I'm it's not, not interested. Give a fuck. Like, I'm not I'm fucking interested. I'm gonna ride from my shop to here and hang on my kid. Well, I went for a ride on Sunday by myself. I went all the way down to fucking uh, DeSoto County, just down really? 17. There ain't fucking nothing down 17, dude. Don't ever go down 17. I like. I like. I just use my time like going back and forth to work as my ride time I guess because I mean that thing I ride beat to hell just previous encounters it's had in it's lifetime yeah and I just ride it like it looks you know it's like my fucking dude that thing is a Timex it takes a licking and keeps on I haven't changed the oil in that thing in like 10,000 miles you need to yeah you need to come over and fucking change the oil at least do that and you're I'm doing a I'm doing a test you know <laughs> trying to see how many fucking miles a Yamaha yeah, Bolt will go with yep. no fucking oil and then I'm gonna fucking hit somebody up that's a machinist and I'll build a fucking badass motor for it Right when the Camaro's done and the Cadillac's done, that's a cool bike. It, it's fun for a fucking for a, a, an import. It's oh, fucking yeah. solid gold, dude. Dude, your dog, it, your dog, yeah, your dog is fucking aggro. He's fucking Mac. Yeah, he's wild. Fucking, he'll be happy. No, he'll, he'll be, be another week or so. He'll be all right. Oh yeah, when he has his own yard to fucking roll in. Oh uh, yeah. Until then, he can just fuck this one up for all I care. Right. <laughs> well, oh. so. um 
kind of wrapping things up here. We kind of went off on fucking oh, a every other tangents, fucking subject. That's what happens every day when we talk on the phone, too. I know, right? Well, that's what I say. When we talk on the phone, we'll talk on the phone for fucking 35 or 40 minutes, and it's, it's just a podcast. We just didn't record it. <clears throat> we just talk a little bit more shit. Yeah. But, um, so you're, you're uh, on Instagram, you're 53, at 53 graphics with yep. an X. Number 53, G-R-A-F-I-X. Right. And so, um, what's the, what's, what's the plan going forward? Are you going to, are you going to fucking, are you going to build a shop at the new house? What's the deal? I think so down the road. Um, how's that going to impact things as far as your, your relationship with Ben's and PPG? And I don't think like it will. That? Like, he'll, I mean, they'll come over here and fish on their lunch break. You know what I mean? Right on. <laughs> It'd be cool. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about that with any of them. Um, I don't have any, the only like walk in customers I have is just anybody visiting at Eric's and most of them people don't want to spend no money on paint so it's the ones that do do and they'd know where to find me if I was you know anywhere right um that's like we talked earlier it's the luxury of being a painter is you got everybody else to kind of have a storefront for you that's a good way to put it I mean <clears throat> you know we had when we went to that show last weekend I had the the white chopper there i had your helmet and i mean people were pulling pulling tags on it you know pulling the pull the cards that's cool and i get those people and like i'm trying to consolidate and just get you know i'll have my shop where i'm at now at least long enough to finish up some personal stuff to where it's not a fucking mess at my house when i move in there but uh fuck i totally just blanked out um yeah i'll have my shop for like probably another six months or so till I get everything right going. on. I, it, if it's going to be my house, I want it. I've always wanted to build it. Like whether it was a building and I just am moving in, I've, I've always had to rush shit. Like when I got divorced, I rushed and got into another shop. God, you were in the new. weirdest shop. I was just, I, I was trying to, when I was thinking earlier, I was thinking you, you went from croons. I'm a professional paint booth mover. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That that paint booth. I don't know why you don't have wing nuts on all the fucking hardware on it. Uh, so you, I won't even put that at my house. If I, I'll buy another one. I want like nice shit, like a powder coat, like my mix and bank. All I've always wanted to just custom paint everything, almost like it's my own little studio, and then just work on the things I want to work on. I want to do the Harley stuff, and when they do them, they do three or four at a time. So it's it's worth. Are they selling those bikes? Are they selling? They've moved a few of them. Um, I did don't that know. bagger that you did with the fucking green wheels? Did that fucking roll? The green wheels. It was the, like yellow. The, oh, the root beer and cream one. Yeah. Um, no, I actually just painted an inner fairing for that thing. But somebody fucking scratched the inner fairing, so I actually have that at my shop. They're coming in in the morning. But like when they bring stuff like that, even if it's something small, they always they'll find some wheels that they want color matched to something or something like that and then uh they're wanting to do a few bikes for biketoberfest so i'm gonna shut the shop down for a month and do that right up until they give them enough time to put the bikes together before biketoberfest what do you think the next thing is going to happen as far as trend wise trend wise mm-hmm. you've done uh i don't know what dyna choppers well uh, what about yeah, i hate to say it but you know what i think is going to drive the industry for the next five years what's that the mayans the TV show? Yep. So we're going to be doing Cholo bikes. I do think that. I'm down for that. I like those. Yeah. But I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'll paint fucking anything. You show up with some shoes, I'll paint those. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing that you need to fucking work on? 
like skill wise like what do you what do you where are you lacking like where you're like man I wish I could fucking uh, I don't know I'm, I'm this I, I hate to say it and I kind of throw myself under the bus but it's the truth like if the money's there and I'm getting paid what I want I'm pretty good at everything you know like I um no, I don't. You know, you're, you're mistaken. What I'm saying, I'm not saying you're you're like I'm, a fantastic pinstriper. Like I hear, I hear some painters say they can't pinstripe. Yeah, it's a bitch. I hear, well, <laughs> no, I'm saying like if 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 money was not an object and time was not a consideration, and you didn't have to to paint to make a living, what would be the skill that you de- that you don't have right now developed the way you want it to be that you would spend time? Oh, I on? wish I could use that airbrush like I'm like some of these other dudes do yeah yeah uh your homeboy fast life garage like some of the murals he does are on point yeah and his stuff is his photographic stuff is fucking amazing yeah there's some people out there that are fucking uh, it blows my mind like i could never do it i, I, don't, I don't think i'm mentally capable of you should go to dallas with me to Dallas? Dude, it's fucking $125 for a round-trip ticket. We'll fly to fucking Dallas. Uh, Cody will come over and, and fucking swoop us up. We'll fucking go hang out with Jace and fucking Jesse. And fucking you can talk fucking paint and shit with him. And then we'll come home and two days later. We'll yeah, just I take like a Friday, him. Saturday, Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm down for that. I, uh, and I, I like, and I, I'm big on that, like, whole interacting with other painters. Like, I don't yeah. see how people... You know what I've found is that in your industry, that the only people who don't want to fucking participate are the guys that are doing it in their garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got one across the street over here, like, legit in his garage. And I I, uh, I had the girl that lives across the street from him I grew up with and I'm good friends with. And I was over there one night, had some parts in the truck. They might have even been shit for you. And uh, she had told him that I painted and it was like some kind of just simple like plotter shit that was supposed to look like the, that like not detailed just right. shit and he like he didn't say oh that's cool the first thing out of his mouth was oh, I could fix that for you and I'm like fix fix what like motherfucker I had a dude do you dude, even own a buffer dude do you even own a buffer I had a dude when we were at fucking that bike week or that bike event last weekend. Yeah. This dude comes up to me and introduces himself to me. And he's like, he's fucking, I'll just say his name because he was a cocksucker. <laughs> Hellbender Cycle. Yeah. And he had. Uh, I want to fix Jose's bike for you. He goes, uh, he goes, oh man, you should come over and see my bike. Studio. I got shit that'll just blow this away. I'm like. Nice to meet you. Did you just fucking say that to me? I instantly shut down. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Fucking. Later, I'm yes. like, don't, don't look. <laughs> I, I'm not the best fucking. I'm not saying I'm the best bike builder. No, nah, nobody's the, world, the best. No, nobody, nobody. Nobody's the fucking best. But, but if why would you say something shitty like that to other. me? People are like that, man. I've met more assholes down here. Like, I just don't get it. I mean, I I go to Daytona and I can walk in Chad Chamber shop, and if Mo's there, we can stand around and bullshit and like kind of just feed off each other, and it's like it's a cool vibe. And you get around some people and you try to invite them in and you try to fucking build your own little circle of painters and shit. Man, I could hang out with fucking three other painters all day, you know? Yeah, you have a lot to talk about. Yeah, like, 
the the ones that don't do it for a living don't even value that at all. They just it's I do what I do and fuck, fuck everybody you. else. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, man, that's one thing I learned up there. I remember one, and I learned it from Justin. It's always stuck with me. He grew up racing motocross and like raced at a professional level, and I raced fucking amateur motocross like at the local tracks in Florida, and. I used to just run my mouth a lot when I was up there, whether I was joking or not. I was from Florida. I had all kinds of crazy stories about these fucking rednecks down there. You did grow up in Polk County. Yeah, and that motherfucker turned to me one night, and he's like, yo, I'm not in competition with anybody. I guess he was just tired of listening to me talk. Right. And he's like, you shouldn't be either. And that just it stuck with me. Like, I try to make as many friends as I can, and... You know, even, even I if, think you, I end, if I you end up fucked over in the end by me, it wasn't intentional for anybody listening. I, I don't intentionally fuck anybody, I, but I'm also going to look out for myself. Well, I, I think that I come across to some people as fucking way too available. I'm like, look, man, I don't fucking I don't I don't waste my time with anybody that I don't want to spend time with and want to be friends with. Yeah. Like if I if I meet you and you're like, oh yeah, this is my friend Tony, and I'm like, I'm like, hey Tony, what's up? And Tony fucks me off. <laughs> fucking, yeah. I'm not gonna talk to Tony anymore. No. But if I fucking tell you like like legitimately, hey man, you know, if you're ever around, give me a call. You can fucking stay at my house. Yeah, you can stay there. People, people. I don't say freak, that to say that either. That freaks people out, dude. You know that they're like, oh, this yeah, but the people that are like you, well, they take that. You know what I mean? They they know it's genuine. The industry alone, like. When, when I went with Eric to uh, Daytona for the first time, when I went with him, right? Um, not for the limp Nicky lot or anything like that. I think I had just gotten divorced and went over there. Like the first time I met Bill, like I stayed with Eric at Bill's house, like, and it was. Bill's an outlier it. though, because the internet wasn't really huge, right? I mean, it was kind of huge, but I wasn't like a. a I wasn't a huge, I wasn't into West Coast choppers and shit, like, around the time he left, like I am, or like I got into it. That was like MySpace days. <clears throat> yeah, right? So you know you know what kind of the time frame I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't fuck with any of that. I end up making friends with, uh, here I am friends with Bill, and he's fucking hanging out at our shop, and I take his fucking, we, we took his bike uh, that he built, we took it to Daytona, or to Sturgis and shit, and it was, it was really fucking surreal for me. Yeah. No, that's where and I'm then, at now. And then the, we we made we ended up being really good friends, and then we kind of lost touch for a while. And he came up to me in Sturgis in 2016, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, how come you don't come to my party?" And I'm like, "Because uh, I've never been invited." He's like, "Your family, you don't need to be invited. You need to come to you know." And I was like, "Okay, I I got it." But I'm not the I'm still, I'm the kind of person who'll tell you, hey, look, dude, you can stay at my house. You can come over, yeah. fucking we'll hang out. You can come to my shop, you can use my lathe, you can use my welder, you can lose anything, you can use anything you want. If I got it, if I'm your friend, you can have a fucking key to my house. I don't give a fuck. You fuck me, I'm done with you. Yeah, there's I'll a, never fucking deal with you again. Yeah, I'm big on that fuck trust thing. off. If I can't fucking trust you to sleep in the same bed with my wife and not touch her, then you're not my fucking friend. But if you are my yeah, friend... Yeah, it's either all or nothing. It, it, 100%. Yeah. I will give you a key. To, you, have a, you have the code to get into my garage. You yeah. fucking all that shit. I fucking gave you a key to my shop. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I'm the same if way. If you steal from me, fucking yeah. go ahead. You're only going to steal from me once. I yeah. mean, I leave my money out. I leave my tools out. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I'm the same way. It, it, you get it all. If you, I mean, I'm in. I've in that situation with family. I've been in that situation with friends, and it it elim- it, it narrows the the bullshit down. When it's when the bullshit's done, you just know. Okay, well, I don't have to fuck with you anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. It, and it, if it, I'm your friend, I'm your friend forever. Yeah, dude, my best friend in the whole fucking planet. Like the one person that this dude, his name is Christian. He lives in Houston. We were friends when I was fucking, I turned 11, he turned 12. Damn. And I didn't see him for, I've seen him in the last, I moved away from him in 86, so we're fucking 32 years away, right? Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 32 (laughs) years since then. I've seen him fucking six times, seven times, and I don't talk to him sometimes for six months, but I guarantee I could fucking call him right now. Man, and if I told him I need, yeah, and if yeah. I told him I need him, he'd be here in a fucking minute. I fly to his house and go hang out at his house in fucking Houston. He comes here, fucking. It's we're just no, that's, that's cool. just the way I am, you know. Cody that lives in Abilene, Texas. I take a bullet for that fucking guy right in the fucking forehead. It's just the way you do it, yeah. You know, but you fuck me off. Yeah, there's no there's no point in having a friend. I mean, ain't gonna be a it's all or nothing. I don't friend. need any fucking. I don't need any marginal or fringe, fringe or. <laughs> yeah, let me get that halfway. Let me get the yeah. halfway package. Let me just be like kind of a kind of a. You know, we're just cool. No, I don't like that. I don't that. fucking deal with that shit. Because the ones that are like that with they're just fucking snakes in the grass. Well, they can always go like, oh man, I never fucking told you. Oh, no, did you think I was your friend? I'm sorry. I we were just acquaintances. You mean I wasn't allowed to fuck your wife? What do you mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh no no no! I thought that was my. I, you know. I thought she was our wife. Yeah, I drink your Red Bull. Yeah, I drink your Red Bull. <laughs> fucking fuck out of here. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so. mean, and that's like when you look at it like that, a fuck over is a fuck over from fucking the smallest thing to the biggest thing. And the, you know what? And there's been times where you and I have been mad at each other for fucking whatever, but I don't think anybody ever had any intent of fucking going, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to fuck this dude over. It's just fucking, hey, man. No, I got no reason. This is, man, this I fuck I, myself over on a daily basis. This, I don't have time to be trying to fuck anybody else yeah, over. This is just what happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I do stupid shit. <laughs> and, yeah. and unfortunately, this time I did something stupid with your shit. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's why I don't hold any. I don't hold grudges either. I literally no, do I not hold, hold grudges. That fucking Italian and me, man, I fucking hate some people. But no, I don't hate anyone, and I don't hold any grudges. Oh, I'm just, I'm fucking. I cut you off, and you don't exist anymore. See, like, I can't do that. Fucking, if I see you, I'm like, yo, what's up, scum? <laughs> you know, point them right out. And like I said, I'm not the biggest dudes, but those are the ones where if you if you could kick my ass, just you, you could try. It's worth it. Be worth it just to get the words out. Right. Just yeah. to tell somebody what. Give a you a little bit of it. I'm pretty quick with it. Like you are quick witted. Yeah, I will give yeah. you that. You're a witty motherfucker. Yeah. So I mean, and I don't know. It is what it is. Right. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time with my dog, so he fucking <laughs> hears everything. I can say whatever I want to him. He don't talk back. That's the best part about a dog. The best they, thing. Yeah. They don't have fucking thumbs. You know what I mean? That's why they're man's best party. friend. Fucking motherfucker could sand. I could make a lot more money. Not only that, but dogs only live about 10 years. Think of somebody that you've known for fucking 10 years, a human being. They know something that you don't want them to know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they can talk. Yeah, they can go, ah, fucking Danny, man, that motherfucker. See, the ones that I keep around for 10 years, I just make sure they're the ones that wouldn't say nothing. I got shit on them, too. Yeah, right? Oh, that's just the fucking, that's yeah. what keeps everybody honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. 
Well, cool, man. We fucking we we did this for an hour and forty two minutes. We're fucking pretty good with that. All right, so I have to do it uh, next time with a script, so we can actually stay on fucking subject. No, dude, that's the way this works. Yeah. It's just a fucking conversation between two dudes that fucking know a lot of. We know a lot about each other's fucking secrets, yeah. man. Yeah, that's scary. We're yeah. about at that ten year mark. Yeah, we're about at that ten year mark too. Time to rent that wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, time to fucking <laughs> stop being friends or fucking remind each other what we know about each other yeah level the playing field a little bit well cool man if you guys want to get some fucking paint hookup if you're in florida or you want to ship over to danny check him out at 53 graphics on insta that's the best way to reach him i can give you his phone number but uh just but you could all send him dick pics yeah so i'll put that i'll put that in the fucking in the in the closing comments but no man <laughs> i appreciate you doing this i think this is oh, fucking yeah, cool fun. i'm still Anytime. i'm still kind of figuring out how to fucking do it but when we get into the when, once i get everything fucking situated over at the fucking shop i'm yeah. gonna have a studio where this is fucking just yeah set up. justin will be down in a few months um oh, he's definitely. bringing jordan down so we can do like a whole three-way deal yeah uh, we gotta hook that up yeah you gotta hook that up yeah, that'll oh, be for sure. fucking rad. Yeah, dude. he's got a lot of funny shit, and the, the three of us together would be fucking pretty good. I'll be just like a referee. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Hey, if you guys are listening to this, um, check out Boosted Brad on Instagram, uh, Death Metal Parts. Um, if you use the uh, Hell on Wheels Garage Built code, uh, you get ten percent off of your purchases. So it's H O W when you go to checkout, and check out Boosted Brad at boostedbrads.com or on uh, Instagram, Death Metal Racing Parts or Boosted Brad on there. So I may be fucking up that that URL. I don't know if Boosted Brad has actually got an S in the end of it or if it's just Boosted Brad's. Um, getting some text messages coming in here too. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, today is the 18th of September and Misfit Industries is fucking no moss. So, and to answer the question I had earlier, it's not boostedbrads.com, it's boostedbrad.com. So if you're looking at for a set of, like, the, the pullback destroyer risers, um, he's got a nice 06 and up Dyna uh, quick detach sissy bar, the, the death metal racing bear trap pegs that I just put on my um my Dyna, and I have to tell you, I went out for a ride on Sunday on my Dyna, and uh, I was telling Danny, I went down uh, 17, and there's no fucking, dude, there's no cops, there's no nothing, there's not a fucking town, there's not a gas station, <laughs> but I was cruising at over 90 miles an hour, and I never thought about this ever in my life before, but, so I bought these pegs, have you seen these pegs he has? Yeah, the, the mo- like, moto pegs. Yeah, dude, yeah. they're like functional my you know when, when you have like a round peg and you're going fucking 100 miles an hour your pe- your feet want to kind of yeah dude flop I, around i never thought about it and it's like i'm like god damn i feel like i'm like, actually on the bike yeah. yeah so it's kind of like very dirt bike-esque so if you guys go to boostedbrad.com and when you check out as long as something that you're buying isn't already on sale put h-o-w in there and for the promo code you'll save 10 percent on checkout and that'll help us let brad know that uh, you guys are going there from uh, from our podcast, and I'm, I am going to reach out to George and see if we can figure out something because I know that um, my homies Sean Bellatos and Matt Maracus from uh, TOL Designs, Top of the Line Designs, uh, it looks like they've got the remaining uh, Misfit Industries uh, parts and uh, stuff uh, for sale. So if you guys are looking for something uh, that's Misfit. 
get a hold of Sean or Matt Maracus at TOL Designs in uh, Las Vegas. You can find them on Instagram as well. Toll Design uh, Official. That's Sean's page, and then you have Toll Designs Matt. That's uh, that's his deal. So. Um, I'll have to get you some more info too. To I, I don't know if I told you this. I got a what's the guy's name here? Ty uh, does this vintage helmet show at some bar in Tampa. Right. I was sponsored by PBR last year. He hit me up. Okay. Like fourteen of us, I guess. Uh, the Bombshell Deluxe. Really? She's gonna do one. Um, are these so these are not people that are just local to us. No, nah, Blue Moon Customs is doing one. Right. Um, that's what he said here when I talked to him on the phone. Um, I'm gonna do one, but there's 14 of us, and uh, they'll have them set out in this bar. Uh, last year was at this Goose Bar, or whatever. There's a video on uh, Facebook. Ron and Vintage Videos. You said it was sponsored by PBR last year, so we're gonna do it again this year. I got. Is there an Instagram thing for that? I don't, know. I don't know. I haven't got that deep. I told him to send me some info on it, so I mean, I'll get it to you. So next podcast you do, you got it. But. Yeah. Well, we can share that and then figure. Out, uh, I don't. I'm gonna try to do. Uh, we'll have a few more podcasts, obviously, before Biketoberfest. Yeah. Are you going to Biketoberfest? I usually at least go just for a day or two. Well, Willie's has a show for Biketoberfest. Well, I'll be over That's on Thursday. So I'm thinking about... And then there's uh, on the 20th, which is Saturday, um, Performance Harley-Davidson's... Uh, there's a Dinah's and Donuts or something. I did Donuts yeah. with Dad's this morning. So I'm going to have to do Dinah's <laughs> and fuck. Donuts, too. <laughs> yeah, so um, I got a text from Performance Harley on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. on the 20th, they're doing FXRs, Dinah's, and Donuts. You can go. We'll just it'll just be bolts. Yeah. Dinas and FXRs. Fuck them FXRs. Fuck them FXRs. <laughs> I got I had an FXR. It's those guys that have the FXRs. Those, those guys are fucking rabid fans. They're like yeah. Yeah, they fuck Dinas off over the FXR. It's like Mike over in England says that the FXRs your girlfriend and your Dinas your wife. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. I, I think the FXR is a, a sexy looking bike. I say we hold them all wide open and see which one, <laughs> blows, see which up one blows up first. Mine will last the longest. <laughs> with little, your 10,000 mile oil change Japanese on there. Japanese motherfuckers putting that thing together. Oh yeah, dude, with small hands. They yeah. get in there and get them bolts tight. But So cool, man. Um, so finishing up, wrapping up things here. Uh, if you guys are checking out things online check out jeff holtz v twin visionary make sure you guys check out the fast life garage podcast those guys are cool as fuck jesse and jace and uh they're doing some really cool shit i tried to go to their um their camp out but uh for those of you that don't know uh, i lost my dad on labor day and so that kind of put a wrench in my plans to go hang out with jess uh with excuse me jace and jesse <clears throat> so at any rate um that's it so thanks danny for doing this man i appreciate oh, yeah. it yeah anytime cool yeah i think uh i think we'll 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 probably we'll, we'll hook this up again real soon so yeah i'll practice my radio skills you know do the co-host thing every once in a while right be the color guy like yeah <laughs> so all right man you guys check us out on uh on instagram uh, at Speed Metal Built and 53 Graphics. Don't forget to check out my homeboy uh, Cody Childress from Whoville Custom and Speed in uh, Abilene, Texas. And uh, 
We're going to sign off. Talk to you soon. Bye.